Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am Heidi Mortensen, your host, and this is my guest, Denise Reed. I'm super, super excited to have her on today. This is such an honor and a blessing, and I just think you are going to be completely transformed by just hearing her story and seeing that this is a real story. She is a real woman, and God really did do miraculous things in her life. Denise was addicted to drugs for 28 years. She experienced sexual abuse. She was in and out of foster care. She was mixed up in prostitution. She was homeless and living a destructive life. She was diagnosed with schizophrenia, major depressive disorder, actively suicidal, and also was diagnosed with bipolar. She didn't really know how to live a full life at that time until she met Jesus. It wasn't religion, so she's super passionate about this. It was really just Jesus, and he gave her hope. She's here to share her story. So welcome, Denise. Good morning. Good morning. God bless you this morning. I am excited. I'm always excited when I get to tell how I met him how I encountered him, how his love fell upon me. So I'm excited this morning. Yeah, so am I. Give us a little bit of history about yourself before you met Jesus. Yeah, so born and raised in San Diego. I went through foster care for 18 years, 15 group homes, seven foster homes. Was sexually abused in foster care at the age of six and then began to start getting sexually abused from my grandfather for seven more years was diagnosed at an early age, around 12, with schizophrenia, major depressive disorder. I was in different group homes, foster homes, started drinking actually at the age of 12 to quote, cope, I believe it was to cope with the yep. sexual abuse. Yeah, uh, self-medicate. Yep. Actually ran away at 12. That's how I got away from my grandma. Because even though I was in the system, I stayed with her for like six years from six to six that was sexually abused. I ran away at 12, ended up getting raped in a hotel Mm. uh, by three different guys. Uh, That's how I lost my virginity. Wow. And started drinking heavily after that, smoking weed and stuff. Took me back to foster care, took me to different group homes, was in mental health facilities at a very young age. And just my behaviors was off the hook. Just went through a lifestyle of that, turned 18, got out the system, had nowhere to go, started being homeless at 18, went to job court for a year, got my GED and my CNA license. I started trying to commit suicide at the age of 16. I tried taking a whole bottle of pills and they popped my stomach and all that. So I lived and then at the age of, I believe I was 20, I tried to commit suicide again, taking a whole bottle of pills. And actually this time my son was there. So I had a son at 17. He was there when I took the pills and it was just a life of not knowing myself because of what I grew up in. I believe. Right. Not knowing your worth. 
mm-hmm. not knowing my worth, not knowing life, period, not knowing how to live, never receiving the love that I needed, parents, yeah. you know, all these things play a part in a yeah. child's life because yeah. the Lord, he is the one that orchestrated the family. So when there's a dysfunction, when there's a missing person, there's dysfunction. And that is a entryway for the enemy. You know, drinking, drugging, started using meth at the age of 19, started using cocaine at the age of 21, become just homeless. By now I got three kids, but none of them are living with me. I'm just in the street. Mm-hmm. I continued that life for many years. I would go in church. My grandma took us to church. I would go mm-hmm. in and out the church because I didn't know him. I just knew like just to go to church, like a tradition, religion type. Yeah. I still would not have no transformation. And so I lived that life, became a prostitute and shot at jumping out of cars, going 60 miles per hour. I mean, I lived wow. life fighting. That was a rough life. When I was in the foster care system, they would give me medications for all the diagnoses. But when I turned 18, I stopped taking medications okay. and I would go back and forth to mental facilities because I would have so many different behaviors. Sure. I would have to go into a facility, then come out. Yeah. Go in for three days, 72 hour hold. Yeah. I lived that life. It was just dark. I really believe it was not even life at all. I can't okay. describe my life because it wasn't life. Well, it sounds like it wasn't you. It wasn't what God wanted for you. You didn't know. You didn't know your worth. You were just doing what you knew, just trying to move from day to day. So tell right. me about when you met Jesus and when this started to change. So it sounds like you had some exposure to church, but there's a difference between church and having a personal relationship with Jesus that he sees Denise. He saw you. Tell us about that. When that changed for you, that transformation, I smoked my last PCP stick, meaning a PCP is a a hallucinant. Okay. Uh, I was 39 years old. Yep. San Diego. I felt like I heard a voice tell me to leave San Diego. I didn't know where I was going. I got a ticket to Louisiana. I thought I could go to my cousin's house, got a ticket there, went to her house and only lasted a week. Ended up in a shelter and the shelter told me that they would send me to Shreveport because they didn't have no room there in Monroe. So I ended up in Shreveport, Louisiana, and I ended up in a shelter the rescue mission. And the first day there, I'm sitting by myself in the foyer waiting to get a bed to go in. I tell the Lord, I said, I don't want church and I don't want religion. But if you're real, will you reveal yourself? So I'm just sitting there, nothing happened right away. And about two hours later, power of God fell on me. My whole body was lit up on fire tangible presence, tangible fire upon me. I couldn't move. I sat there. It was almost like the sun had came and just sat on me. That's how hot it was. Describe to our listeners that don't know what that means. How did you know that was God? Because I think some people will just think, what's happening to me? I'm going crazy. How did you know that that was God? It's just a knowing. It's a knowing. I mean, where could this power come from? This was power. It wasn't something natural. So yeah. you know it was something supernatural. It was not from this world. Yeah. Was there peace? Was there a love? Yeah. So as I'm sitting there, his presence or his fire was on me. I can't really describe it. It was just heat. Yeah. Like the sun had came and set on me. 
It was peace. It was love. It was everything. I just knew this was God. Everything in me, it was a knowing. And I figured it was him letting me know it was him. Answering your prayer. He answered my prayer. I really believe that that day he filled me up with his love. Uh, He truly filled me up with his love and his power. So so you started to believe I am loved. God loves me. You moved away from I'm worthless to God loves me. Yeah. After that encounter, that encounter with his love, with his presence, my life was totally different from that day. From that day, it was totally different. Just like this hunger to know him, Mm -hmm. like this hunger, like this hunger in the Holy Spirit. He will wake me up from that day at 2 a.m. every day. Wow. Every day on the clock, he will wake me up at 2 a.m. I didn't need an alarm. I didn't need anything. He will wake me up at 2 a.m. and bring me into a room. I would get in the word and I would sing to him. Mm. That's how we started the relationship. I mean, literally, he was drawing me in. A lover would court their boyfriend. I would feel him say, come go with me behind the building. And I would go behind the building and sit on this bench and just sit to him. It's just this relationship started, this love affair. I I can't explain it. It's so beautiful. Yeah. He drawed me in and I really knew by this point in my life, I truly wanted change Mm -hmm. and I didn't know how to get it. I didn't know how to change. And so he came and helped me when I cried out to him. It reminds me of the children of Israel. They cried Mm -hmm. out to God every time. Every time they got themselves in trouble, they cried out to him, but he was a faithful God to answer their cry. And that's how I feel like he does us, all of us. You had to reach out and you had to cry out. So tell me a little bit about what happened to the mental health symptoms that you had and how those, yeah, yeah. miraculous. And I can say From that day, I didn't want anything but to know him. So I didn't want a relationship. All the codependency literally went to him. Everything, all of my affection, everything just went to him. I didn't look for a relationship because I was in so many domestic violent relationships. I was dating men and women. I was homosexual. I mean, whoever I felt like I needed to be loved, I didn't care if it was men or women. But after he fell on me, I just wanted him. I didn't have no other craving for anything. And then my bipolarism, how I would go manic. After a year of me being in the word of God, like literally, I could not see it any longer. Like it wasn't there. He was healing me over the time of renewing my mind. Like I would get in the word every day, but I would get in prayer. And I really believe it was a miraculous miracle as far as his power. Yeah. uh, Me that kind of ripped off some of the things that I was going through, even the voices. So with the voices, I want to say this. I still hear demonic voices. Okay. I still hear demonic voices, but I know those are not my thoughts. Right. There's still like voices there that Mm kind of try to 
come and say different things, but mm-hmm. I know the difference now yep. because the word of God says that I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things mm-hmm. have become brand new. And I've literally took that scripture for every part of my life. My past is not here because I'm new in his blood. Yeah skip over anything in my life. It did not skip over depression. It did not skip over schizophrenia. It didn't skip over anything. It actually washed it, cleansed me. And nowadays I can literally hear a voice cussing me out. Like I can hear these voices, but I know those are demonic voices. So I know the truth now. And that's what set me free from acting out these voices. Yes. So the word of God told me that I have the mind of Christ, mm-hmm. right? So if I have the mind of Christ, but I'm having negative thoughts, that's not my mind. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. how I've been free because the truth have come in and every day I'm getting in the word of God to know truth, to right. govern my life, to govern my life by truth. One of the things that you had told me when I met you was that they made a movie about you. And it's on Amazon, so people can get this movie. It's called The Deliverance of Amy Stronghold. It's an awesome movie. I would highly recommend it. So you did go through an official deliverance. Can you explain to our listeners about that? Yeah, so this movie is inspired by my life. So these are not actually actually events. So what they did was they took a girl... Yep. And they took it from her homeless side and her alcoholic side. Got it. But the movie was to show that she tried to clean up the outside. Mm. She tried to get a job. She she got a job. She got an apartment, you yeah. know, but she still had the inner man to deal with. I feel like the Lord has been sanctifying me and delivering me on this road. So got there's it. different times that I can see yep. me being delivered from something that I did not know was there. And so in the movie, yeah, they do have a part where I did go to a retreat and it was a forgiveness. Like I forgave my molesters. I forgave my rapers. I forgave my parents. I forgave my grandma, my grandpa. It was like a forgiving. And that is, I really believe the key to freedom Mm -hmm. is forgiveness and love. Mm -hmm. And this forgiveness and love. I really believe it is a supernatural. It's a help from the Holy Ghost because when we think about us being hurt, if we don't understand the love of God or how the Father loves us and forgives us, we won't be able to forgive and love others. Because I know how much I hurt people and did so many things in my life that was horrible, even to my children. I mean, robbing people. I mean, I've done some things, but I look at how Jesus lived this perfect life, but literally was crucified just because of me and his forgiving heart. He said, for the joy that was set before him, how was that joy, man? (laughs) And so that revelation is how I was able to forgive everybody. Yeah. Because how can I hold something against somebody mm-hmm. that has done something to me when Jesus didn't hold what I've done to a lot of people? And yeah. when you get the revelation that that person that hurt you 
did not know the father's love. That is, yes, that is. That is where you can have the understanding in the perspective of forgiving someone because you know they weren't even in their right mind. That was demonic on them. It doesn't excuse the behavior, but it sets you free. And I really, really think what you're saying is really important that we need to be able to receive before we can give. And you had to receive God's love first, be able to receive his forgiveness over you to be able to forgive others. You would not have been able to be set free until you knew that you were free and that you were loved. Freely receive, freely you give. And that's the way that it works. We have to receive first before we can give. And I think sometimes people have this like false humility that we have to just stay tough or stay prideful. I'm not sure what it is that we think, but we feel like we're being selfish by receiving that love. And it's the opposite. It's selfless because when you receive that love, that's how you can then give because you are doing such amazing things now. So tell me about what God is doing in your life now. You're going to ministry school at Lifestyle Christianity. You are preaching around the country. I mean, tell us what God is doing in your life now. I've only been walking with him five and a half years. And from a year from him touching me, I started preaching the gospel everywhere. And I know that it's by the Holy Ghost. And so now, you know, I've launched a ministry called Lily of Hope Global which is a missions outreach and evangelistic ministry with signs, wonders, and miracles. And this ministry was birthed through the Holy Ghost. The Lord actually asked me to go ahead and launch it. And we are just really a help ministry. So what we have, we just give. That's basically what we are. We go to Teen Challenge. We go to different rehabs. We go to the streets. We preach the gospel. We lay hands on the sick. We send Bibles to Uganda, Spain, Mexico, Pakistan, and Ecuador. And then we send money over to Israel for the widows and orphans. We send money to Uganda to a pastor and his church for food. Mm. I really ask the Lord to let my life be a drink offering. If you want to use this life to testify that you're alive, man, do whatever you want to do in me. You asked a question earlier about what I'm working on. Because see, when we're walking with God, (laughs) he just took me this morning to Hebrews 12 about don't despise the discipline of the Lord. And the discipline of the Lord means the training, man. Mm-hmm. It means the training and the love of the Lord. Yeah. And sometimes we look at the discipline name real harshly, but it's really the training and the love of the father because he wants best for us. Yeah. And so think that God is just showing up like Denise. Okay. You got some pride there. And so he's asking me to humble myself more, even eating like, Mm-hmm. exercising. I mean, it's always something to work wow. on. <laughs> it's oh, I... always something to work on with the Lord, you know, and this is what you call sanctification. We're being sanctified yeah. by the washing of the word, man. The word of God is alive, it's active. And once it begins to start to come inside of you, it begins to reveal, it begins to reveal our heart, man. And the things that we have not surrendered to God, the things that we are not trusting God in, the things that need to be cut off. It sounds like when you're talking about it, it doesn't sound scary. I think some people 
think about talking about their issues or things they're working on is it's this big deal and there's all this shame around it. And it just sounds like a beautiful dance with your father as you're talking about it. You're able to just be vulnerable and be open and and you're like, oh, thank you, Lord. You're bringing this to my attention that I need to work on this. And it just really sounds not difficult at all. (laughs) It's not difficult. You know, the flesh don't like it, but uh, (laughs) that's honest. Yeah. Yeah. I was at school yesterday and I was sitting talking to some women and the security guard came over. And he said, well, you guys need to be in class and everything in me rose up. Like I wanted to talk back to him, literally oh. wanted to rise up. And as I'm walking back and I'm like, Lord, take that out of my heart. Man. Wow. Wow. Take that out of my heart. See, sometimes we can see something in us and you see it with wide eyes and we skip over it mm-hmm. but we want right there in that moment yeah i wanted the holy ghost to snatch that out of my heart because what it is come on, is come on. Not wanting to listen right. to authority it's a form of pride and if you cannot catch it in one area of your life yeah. it will go down to where i wouldn't want to listen to god yeah, it go deeper than what we think. The little things, the little foxes that he tried to take away, so it will not ruin the whole vine. Yeah, you know, in that moment, I was like, "Oh no, Lord, take that out of my heart." I wow. don't want, you know, I don't want to be puffed up or be mad when somebody tell me to do something. I want to be in obedience to authority, That's... no matter who they are. It's things like that. Things God show you that you're still working on, you're still being sanctified, but hopefully we have just the heart to say, can I just be honest with you in my secret place this morning? I told him, I said, Lord, I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Lord, I truly don't know how to eat healthy. I need the Your Holy Ghost mm-hmm. to help me to have a willing heart, man. Wow. Do what you have called me to do in wow. all areas, not just some areas. Yeah. I submit myself, wow. and I take it back, you know, in the area of eating healthy or, yeah. or trying to exercise. And, mm-hmm. you know, this morning I was really like, Lord, I don't know how to do it. I, I've tried and I've tried, but I know that you're able, man. Yeah. I know you're able to come and help me with this. And so I just felt his love, man. And his presence. One thing about God is he loves his babies. Yes. He loves us so much, man. And he's so willing to help. Yeah. I love how open and honest and vulnerable and real you were to him. And that's what he wants. He wants us to just say, I don't know. I have no idea what I'm doing. And that's when he comes in. It just is such a beautiful representation of being a child, a child of God, just sitting at his feet and how he comes in and he does things that we could never imagine just by sitting there and being that open vessel to him. When we go to him and we think we're God and we think we know what we're doing, that's when our prayers aren't answered, but we don't understand. We think that it's God doing, but it God not answering our prayers, but it's actually us not opening ourselves up to him completely. Yeah, there's a scripture in Luke 6 and Luke 7, and I'm going to preach on this tomorrow at a retreat, but it's coming up right now. So it said there was a certain immoral woman. And scholars, I studied it to see if it was Mary of Bethany, Mary Magdalene, but I really believe it was just another woman. It said she was a prostitute, an immoral woman, and she came and she put oil on the feet of Jesus Mm. and she washed 
his feet with her hair. This is such a picture of my life, man, of how I was so dirty. Mm -hmm. I was that prostitute. Mm -hmm. And how she placed the oil, man, Mm -hmm. upon his feet. This is my life. Man, let me tell you something. I don't want nothing else but to sit at his feet and to just adore him. Just adore him just by him showing up that day. That's all I need to remember is by him showing up that day. Because I knew I was a Mary Magdalene. I had so many spirits in me demonically. And he showed up that day. And he delivered me, man. And he has a continual deliverance and continual sanctification in me. But this lady, they didn't want to be by her. One of the Pharisees was like, oh, this is a sinner, you know. But Jesus, man, he didn't throw her away. He didn't. He let her sit at his feet, man. Well, we get that revelation. Right. What this woman did. Oh, man, I believe it will literally change our lives forever. It's changing yours. And I pray that this changes our viewers and that they hear the story and that they know that they can receive what you have received. That when Jesus does it, he will do it again. I have one question for you, and then I would like it if you could pray for our listeners. I think some people might hear the story and they think, oh, well, that's good for her. Or she was able to do that and she must be special. Or, you know, I just think some people kind of compare it and they don't think that they can actually access that. And they also will think, well, I just have depression or I just have anxiety. This is who I am. Or my mom was this way or my dad was this way. How can you give our listeners hope that what God says, the word says, is more true when they feel these struggles, you know, and they might not have an encounter like you did. And so how can they have that hope and access what God says? So their feelings can actually shift and that depression and that anxiety can go. To this day, I still feel different depressed spirits or different things that would try to come, but I know that they don't belong to me. And so I know the Bible says you will continue my word. You'll be my disciple and you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. So when these feelings come or these thoughts come, I know that it does not belong to me because I have the mind of Christ. And because I'm a new creation, when they do come, I will say, thank you, Lord, that I'm new. So I begin to speak the truth over the lie that is trying to come over me. I want to say this to the people that just think is, oh, she's special. And I am not special, honey. I used to have the same mind frame. Mm -hmm. I used to be like, oh, they just got a great calling on their life. That's why he saved them. That's why he laid these hands on him. I used to be the same way, but the Bible says, whoever so call on the name of the Lord shall be. So he said, whoever, not Denise, not Lily, not certain people. He said, whoever calls on my name will be saved. What does save mean? It means to be whole, to be free, to be delivered. Yes. Come on, somebody to be whole, to be be delivered. When we talking about being saved, he talking about the whole package, honey. Mm. He not talking about just you going to heaven. No, he talking about you being free. Yes. Here on earth. 
whoever. He don't have a particular person. He's saying, look, whoever say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you to deliver me. I need freedom and I need your truth. He said, that is the one. He said, that's the one right there. I'm going to save you. I'm going to save you. So it's not a particular person. It's whosoever called on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, if you are still in these moments of depression, I want to give you a verse. And the verse says this, I have given you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Wow. So what he's saying is I've exchanged all that you're going through all your heaviness, all your voices, all your anxiety. Matter of fact, the Bible says, I've not given you a spirit of fear and anxiety, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Yes. I just truly believe this with a believer is we need to believe. Yeah. We need to believe what the word of God says, and we need to use our spiritual weapons. We have to use our spiritual weapons as far as when a lie come, when a feeling come, when something come up against us or our bodies start to feel different. We're able, we have that authority to cast that off or cast that away from us. And I'm sure the baby Christians don't understand that right now, but you will as you follow him, as you get in the word on a daily basis. If there is a stronghold in your life to where you see in this every year and you have been renewing your mind, you've quoted scripture, you've tried your best. There is a power that can release you. There is a power. It's a delivering power. It's the power of God, man, that can deliver you. Yeah. I just give you encouragement today to know that God is able to do it all. The impossible was impossible with man or your own strength is possible with God. Amen. And the quote that you quoted earlier is the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness is Isaiah 61, three, just for our listeners to know that he gives you the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So the whole chapter is absolutely amazing, but that specific piece you can pull from for depression. So thank you so much, Denise. This was absolutely amazing. I would love it if you could pray for our listeners. I think some people don't understand the power that you actually have because of how God has flipped this. And so what I would encourage you listeners to do is really just receive and get in a place of like, I believe that God does this, that I believe that God can do to Denise what he did to Denise to me. And it doesn't mean your story has to look the same as hers. You could have a little piece of what she struggled with but he will do it again. Yes, yes, my Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost. Yes, Lord. Father, I thank you for your love. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Father. I feel the Lord. Just get in a posture to receive. Mm -hmm. I feel the Lord. The Bible says that he was moved by compassion, turned and healed. I really believe the Lord's compassion is coming upon you right now now and i just speak healing to your minds your bodies your spirits and your souls we command the brains chemicals to be healed in your body in jesus name i thank you that by your stripes god they are healed holy ghost come holy ghost fall upon your people now deliver them from the hands of the evil deliver them from different mindsets. Deliver us, my 
Only you can do it, Michael. I pray, dear God, that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened. I pray for the softening of their hearts, God. Lord, let your love fall now. Mm, let them feel your liquid love. I feel like very strongly there's someone that's going to watch me that is so yearning for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And right now, he's going to touch you. Right now. Right now. Mm. Yes, Lord, let them look into your eyes. Let them feel your warm embrace. Let them know that you are real. Let them encounter you. Let them encounter your presence and your power and your fire. Lord, freely you've given me. Free I give today. I release your power upon this line and upon your people that they will tangibly feel your presence you will deliver them that you will deliver them from the affliction many afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivers them out of them all and we thank you bless your children Lord keep them safe thank you that your angels encamp around us on a daily basis and they will deliver us I just speak, be free now in Jesus' name. We command every demonic oppression, every spirit of infirmity and affliction to leave now in Jesus' name. And we loose the spirit of the living God in you, upon you, and around you in Jesus' name. I command every tormenting spirit to go, every torturing spirit. I command you to loose the body in Jesus' name. Loose the mind in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, fill them up. Fill them up with your power. Fill them up yes, with your Lord. presence. Fill them up with yes. your spirit, God. Fill them up yes. with your word, God. Give them a hunger for your word, Lord. Yes. Give them a hunger for you, God. Fill them up now in Jesus' name. Oh, dear God, I even see this lady. but She's just crying and bawling her eyes out. Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name for total deliverance. Yes, Be free Lord. now in Jesus' name. Yes, Be Lord. free now in Jesus' name. I bind up the spirit of witchcraft in Jesus' name. I bind you up and I cast you off in Jesus' name. I loose the spirit of the living God in her, upon her, and around her in Jesus' name. I feel like there is someone on here that's going to listen to this. They have a eating disorder. Be free now in Jesus name. Thank you, Jesus. Be free now in Jesus name. I command every demonic oppression to come off of her now in Jesus name. Thank you, Jesus. I lose the spirit of the living God in her, upon her and around her. I lose healing and peace upon her mind and her body in Jesus name. In Jesus name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Yes, open their eyes to see you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Soften their hearts. Soften their hearts. Oh, dear God, you love them. I just feel the love of the Father mm -hmm. on all of you. I feel the love of the Father upon you. He is totally in love over heels. Amen. Thank you so much, Denise, for this. This was absolutely amazing. And I see so many people getting set free from you. I'm in awe of what God is doing in your life. And 
how you are surrendering is really what is making this happen. Our listeners, if they want to know more information about you, they can find you on Facebook. It's Denise Reed. I will put this information in the show notes so you can find this. And her website is lilyofhopeglobal.com. So it's where they can go to find information, where they can follow, where they can donate and find more information. I would really encourage you to even find Denise and travel to watch her. And she is super personal. So you can go up to her and talk to her and find her movie on Amazon. I think you do need to rent it, but it's like three or $4 Oh, on Pureflix also. And if anybody ever need prayer, they can always message me on Facebook and I usually get back to you in the next day or two. Awesome. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Well, thank you so much, everyone, and have a wonderful day. God bless you. I love you. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.